Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for the curse of James Corden. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch this week? We watched Into the Wood. Into the Wood. I'm trying to do... Into the woods, into the woods, into the woods. But I was, I was getting into the frozen, lost in the woods. But it's into it's the woods. You know, of the musicals I've seen, I don't know that I can recall many of the melodies. You know, yes. into the woods is a Stephen Sondheim musical, and uh, they did a movie. Remember. Remember that? Oh, I remember. It was a while back. Back in 2014. Ago, seven years. The same year Pacific Rim came out. Really? Right. I'm the golden age of, no, Pacific Rim 2013 for certainly. All right. Certainly. Because a man gave me that Blu-ray in October of 2013. Maybe it was a bootleg. You don't know. <laughs> A Mexican copy. You know, you know, Mexico's getting, getting movies. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro yeah. films yeah. before we are. Yeah, probably. We all know that. He's from Mexico. I know that. Yeah. You can't prove that, though. Allegedly from Mexico. <laughs> Allegedly Mexican. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Actually, actually born William William of the Bull, yeah. and um, he pretends to be Mexican. Changed his name to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. So it's like the opposite. You didn't know that it's the opposite of the of Sheen the Sheens. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what did the Sheens do? Uh, All right, here's what I know about the Sheens. You got Martin Sheen. <laughs> You got Emilio Estevez, who's his brother, and their dad is Martin Sheen. Yeah. And there's a British guy whose name is Gary Sheen. He's British. Charlie so Sheen, good. Michael Sheen, Martin. Michael Sheen's the British one. Charlie Sheen's the son. Martin Sheen is the dad. Martin Sheen's his dad, and he's not British. The and point I'm is, I'm just saying, there's another guy whose last name is Sheen, and he's British. Yeah, but the point is, the Sheen is a is a stage name, which is oh, just like Nick Cage. Yeah, because he's a Coppola. Yeah, he's one of the Coppolas, like Sofia Coppola, and Francis, Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. I was gonna say, All right, you going for? But, that's but Emilio Estevez is a Sheen. Yeah. So is their given name, you know, the real name she Estevez? Yes. So Charlie Sheen's so real light. name is Carlos Erwin Estevez. Carlo, if your name's Carlos Estevez, how are you going to change it to Michael Sheen? That offends. No, me that's Charlie bit. Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Well, yeah. Here's the thing on Charlie Sheen's Wikipedia. Guess who it doesn't list? Who? His dad. So I can't just That's click on dad, Martin though, right? Sheen because it's the yeah. thing. His Mar No, no. Martin Sheen's real name is Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. Are they? 
Okay. I don't want to do the ethnicity. I hate to do it. What ethnicity is that name? Where from where? It's either Italian or it's Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Or it's Chechnyan. What is it? So it says for his citizenships. Stop. He has American citizenship, Spanish citizenship, and Irish citizenship. Well, the Irish thing tracks. So he's got a Spanish name, Spanish citizenship, he's American, and Irish heritage. Where are we at here? Where was he born? That's the real question. Where does... You guessed it, Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually cousins with Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. During birth, his left arm was crushed by forceps. So the doctor reached him forceps. Oh, because sometimes you got to use forceps to yank yank a baby out. Okay, his father was Spanish. His mother was Irish. Does that answer your question? All right. Now let's go back to Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> Where are we at with her? Do we ever figure that out? <laughs> that's a, that's an old call back there. <laughs> are we still offended? Are we over it? I guess it's been more than a week, so it's old news, right? Wait, is that something happened with her? Because I thought we went down... Yeah, whole... we went down that rabbit hole. Well, I mean, we went down what I knew about the rabbit hole, which is like... Two and a half paragraphs worth of... She pretended to be British or something, right? Isn't that her whole thing? She's allegedly Spanish, except I think she changed her name, but she didn't... You know, it was one of those where it was like, oh, she did like a foreign exchange in Spain when she was when she was in college. I don't know. If you know anything about Hilaria Baldwin, tweet us at Opinion Havers, <laughs> because I need to know. Born. I need to know the truth. She's born Hillary Lynn Hayward Thomas. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember this part. Mm-hmm. I remember going down it now. So anyway, what did you think of Into the Woods? I did not like it that much. <laughs> okay. Had you seen it before? No. Okay. Never seen it. <clears throat> so I guess we should mention why we're doing a random movie from 2014 that neither of us really wanted to do that much. Speak for yourself. No, I realized I also you did not want fought to me it. tooth and nail on it. I did not want to do it, but we did it. Why Cody? Oh, we're doing some wife picks on occasion, right? Some ladies choice, ladies choice movies. Boog. <laughs> and, um, this was the first one, I guess he, he loves you. He, You've been chosen by Boog. My micro, he loves the microphone. He yeah. wants to sniff at the microphone. It's been a hard day for him. <clears throat> been a rough time because, you know, we're in a whole new space now. Yeah, this is a new space. We burned down the old studio. <laughs> we bought a warehouse in London. Uh-huh. There's plenty of room. Also known as the broom closet of your new house. Yeah, but for a blue broom, closet's pretty big, huh? Small for a room, big for a closet. Yeah. That's what I like to say. It's so big, it's got its own closet. Here's the thing. What would you... Is this supposed to be like a little, like a kid's room? Like a little child's room? That's There's not much else that could fit in here, right? Could you fit a full-size bed in what here? What I'm imagining is that the smart thing to do would be to blow out this wall and combine the two very small bedrooms into like... A good size bedroom. Yeah. I don't... You could fit a twin bed in here. It would be a decent baby room, like a little crib. 
crib action, crib in a chair. Yeah. Little dresser. That's it. It could be Bindi's room. But no, it is the podcast room. Yeah. So I didn't love this movie. Here's the thing. I saw this movie when it came out. I think it was in theaters. I, I want to say I was in California when I saw it. I think that tracks. Maybe I was in Rexburg. So I saw it in theaters and I was underwhelmed in theaters. And when you made me watch it again, I didn't like it any better. Well, I don't know. It has this, you can tell that it's like quality material. It's just, you can tell there's quality to some of them, like some of the writing, right? Like this is adapted from a Tony award winning musical. Yeah. From Stephen Sondheim, who makes musicals for a living. Yeah. So, which is my understanding. He does do that. And um, so, I appreciated some of the lyrics. I think my problem with it is that I didn't like all of I don't know. We'll have to get into it. It was fine. Yeah, because, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to spoil it right off the bat. We could never. You know. I mean, there's people lining up in the streets trying to get, trying to watch into the woods and, you know. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who doesn't want it ruined for them. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I guess we never, we haven't explained the plot of it. Here's the plot. I got this, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Grim Fairy Tales. Okay. You know what it it's is? It's the Brothers Grimm. Okay. That's what I was going to say. It's the Brothers Grimm if it was a musical. Yep. It's about of the same quality. Yeah. You can see where it had its potential. I would say maybe this is, I don't know. Yeah, it's the Brothers Grimm, except it's Disney and it's a musical. Yeah. From the same director as Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh. Let's take a little sidetrack here. Okay. This Rob Marshall directed several movies you may know Memoirs of a Geisha, Mary Poppins Returns, Chicago. He's got a musical thing. Chicago, Academy Award winning musical. Memoirs of a Geisha, won three Oscars, only has a 64 Metacritic rating. I haven't seen it. I don't know what that's about. I think people find it offensive. Yeah. Because white people made a movie about Japan and then then made them do it in English, but also had people do Asian accents. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but it won for cinematography and costume and art direction. Oh. Mary Poppins Returns, delightful film. I liked it. Emily Blunt's in that one too. How does a movie like I understand the Suicide Squad has an Oscar, but that was just like costume and makeup, right? Yeah, I think so. Memoirs of a Geisha's three Oscars and critics did not like it. But did they do those three things really well? What were they for? You said costume, cinematography, okay. art direction. So it looked pretty. It can be offensive. It looked, it looked very pretty. pretty. Apparently, yeah. There's one thing I know. You can make offensive things look real pretty. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Should we get into it? <clears throat> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, how how are we getting there? I know. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm the guy. I'm the yeah. transport man. I'm in charge of getting us from here. The dumb opening town. Yeah. To spoiler town. Yep. And I'm going to do that by (laughs) 
We're going to hop into Johnny Depp's stomach. <laughs> We're going to hop into a, a pedophile Johnny Depp's stomach. Yeah. We're going to ride in his stomach to Spoiler Town. And then once there, I have paid Ruiz to cut us out. Ruiz. Look, James Corbin's not available and he won't return my calls. One okay. of the two. Okay. So okay. we got... The curse of James Corden. Here's what I pieced together when I was trying to figure out what to talk about today. Yeah. James Corden is in this movie, which did okay in reviews and fine in the box office, but it wasn't a great movie. I think we all know this. We're all aware of it. It fell short of its potential. He was also in Cats. So if I've learned one thing from watching Cats and this, if you are making a movie a musical into a major motion picture. Don't cast James Corden. And it's not that he did a bad job in either of those movies. He did a fine job. I just think there's something following this man. I think there's going to be one more musical major motion picture. He's going to be in that is going to do bad. I'm predicting it. I'm prophesying right now. I need you to witness this my prophecy. I witness you. I need you to record it. I'm recording it. <laughs> and I want the credit when it happens. I'll give you I'll give you two audible credits. I got nothing against Mr. Corden. He's just cursed. And that's fine. That's not his fault. How do you feel about his show though? Um, I don't mind it. I I find put that on the box. I don't know. He has a fun show. I think I've heard some people say they don't like working with them, but I've heard an interview of him talking about his uh crosswalk the musical those yeah. bits those are pretty fun yeah it's fun it's uh it's what is it chaotic good you know he's a he's a chaotic good force and i think he's pretty good yeah i've seen bits of the gwen and stacy's bbc show uh, that was funny i haven't I seen the know. show but yeah. i know that was like his big thing i think he's in the show very british problems that's he's pretty funny in that so yeah i mean i'm not a i think some people much like Nickelback or Imagine Dragons or Guy Fieri, I think some people, less people than those, but some people are anti. I'm not anti. <laughs> Except don't put them in a musical. That's a movie. Don't yeah. do it. No, no. That brings us to our first topic, Cody. When did Imagine Dragons join the ranks of Nickelback in the love it or hate it bands? It was a meme. I feel like it was a meme for like two and a half weeks. And I haven't seen it since. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, but I did see it and it makes me sad because I I like Imagine Dragons. I think the first album's great and I think actually everything they've done since has been pretty good too. Yeah. I think people are mad. Here's what's weird about it because Nickelback had one or two bops of the day. Yeah. And that was it. But Imagine Dragons, their album, it was in that weird phase where it was like, we're all into dubstep this is the next six months of our lives. And they incorporated just enough of that to the alternative genre to become popular. And here's what I'm saying. People hate Imagine Dragons. Some people do. But their album, their first album, had not one, not two, but five songs played on the radio all the time. 
I think people got sick of Radioactive and whatever the, the other one, but they had literally five songs playing on the radio all the time, which never happens. People get one or two, maybe three songs in their album played. They had five songs on the radio nonstop for months. Meanwhile, all the deep cuts from that album are really good too. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. Their albums are the only ones I've ever just sat down and listened to. They have, that's the thing. I have to decide to listen to them, especially like their albums after the first one. But whenever I sit down and listen to Imagine Dragons, I'm like, this is pretty good. Yeah. I never regret it. I think people are just are over radioactive because they get overplayed. But that's yeah. not their fault. It's not their fault that they fused together alternative and dubstep and made a song that played on the radio for four months too long. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, they were the, you know, douchey band in high school for one of my college roommates. I went to high school with them. And, you know, you know, every high school has those guys who are like... Yeah, I mean, like, you're good enough to be a famous band, but you're not, and you act like you are. You know what I'm talking about? That was them. Here's the thing. How are you going to... Look, if you want your famous people not to... They're going to be douche like they are. Yeah. Um, There's exceptions. There's people we like. There's people we don't know about that are douches, but they are. You know, we can't say be great at music, but also be a great person. Also, you had to be nice in high school. I have talked to people who went to high school, Taylor Swift, that did not like her at all. Yeah. You know? She's the worst. You all know it. But hey, has anyone else been in the public eye and made number one albums for as long as she has? Probably not. It's been a while. How when was the last time who's the last artist that's had a number one album every other year for the last 13 years? T Swills has been doing it since I was in high school. I've been out of high school for a minute, you know? She's still here. That's true. She's done. Okay, here's the thing. Who else has gone from country? People have gone from country to pop. Who else has gone from country to pop and looped back to folk music? She did it. She did. She put out two folk albums. The second one just for fun. She was like, I don't know. We got more of it, <laughs> and she just threw it out. Who else? Do- who else has done it in three genres? I'll tell you who: Marty Robbins. All right, rock and roll, country, blues. He can do it all. <laughs> Appropriated Hawaiian music. Okay, my grandpa had a brother, or a cousin, or someone who hired Marty Robbins for a private show, like five hundred people, wherever, like a big party. Yeah, Marty Robbins came. Did like a 25 minute set or something. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna leave. He's like, uh, I paid you a bunch of money to be here. You're gonna get like I'll punch in the face right now if you know <laughs> if there weren't people around. So anyway, from what I've heard about Marty Robbins, we all know him. Let's just name our favorite Marty Robbins song. Three, two, one. El Paso, right? Yeah. We can all agree that's a good one. It's got the nice riffs. It's a pretty song. All right. Big Iron. We all know that one. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Taylor Swift is very good at what she does. I'm not even a Swift. I'm talking like I'm a Swifty, but I'm not. (laughs) But she, uh, where are we at here? (laughs) Would the movie have been better if she was in it? Because yeah. here's the thing, I think. Okay. Wait, I think she was in. Have a cast. Hold on. If Taylor Swift and James Corden were both in Into the Woods and in Cats, yeah. then it would be confirmed. All right, they're yeah. two halves of of 
some sort of a demon, you know, that you can't put on screen at the same time. Exactly. So, yeah, I saw this movie before I really knew who James Corden was, but now I do know who he was. And uh, you can't hire him for your musical. I know. Here's the thing. Get him I actually oh. liked the opening number. I liked it. It's good. Mm-hmm. They're all like into the woods. We start again to do the stuff and what the blood, you know, they're all singing about why they have to go into the woods, into the woods, into the woods, out of the woods, out of the woods. Blah, 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 blah. And it's fun. It's pretty fun. And I did, you know, there's Lloyd riding her. She's stealing all the sweets. And, you know, Emily Blunt's like, all right, you can have the, you can have the baked goods. And James Corden's like, we are poor. And then, um, and she, <laughs> all, during all the scene, just, no singing at all. She's a thief from James Corden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like and that. And then, you know, she's like stuffing your face. She's like, I really hate to ask it, but do you have a basket? Like, that made me laugh. All right. I, I appreciated that part of this movie where, like, oh, there's some fun lyrics. Here's the problem with this movie that's the beginning, and you're like, this is going to be a fun time. 90 minutes later, the movie is over, and you're like, well, that was weird. But it's over. And then it's like, JK, we got another hour to go. And we're going to take a hard shift from anything fun happening to just it being super dark and very adult. And there's some serious, you know. So it's interesting because it's based on grim fairy tales. You're like, oh, grim fairy tales are very dark. And it's all about teaching you a lesson. First hour and a half, there's like hints of that. But then they're like, ah, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Happily ever after. Everyone got their thing. Yeah. And then it's like, no, JK, here's a really big consequence. Everyone's going to be super miserable now, which is okay. Here's okay. Here's, here's, here's what happened. You throw in the intro and there's fun lyrics and there's silliness. And you're like, this is going to be great. Except the rest of the movies like Les Mis. Here's what they did. And this movie came out like a year after Les Mis. What they did was they're like, oh, remember Les Mis? A very serious like drama about French Revolution and people die and there's prostitutes and mothers and orphans and blah, 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 and stealing and jail and what's right and what's bad. And French people. And French people. And it wins an Oscar for something. Probably. It was nominated. I don't know. It was good. Yeah, because Anne Hathaway got an Oscar for it. So anyway, but it's serious. It's a serious musical. There's two fun numbers and it's the, it's Sasha Baron Cohen. You know, it's that guy. Yeah. Master of the house, keeper the keep. Something, something, that one. The Burger Meister Meister Burger. But aside from that, it's serious. It's pretty serious. Great, great story. You know, classic novel, Victor Hugo, whatever. And then they just did, they were like, let's do that. But it'll be, I think this needed to be a lot more fun. Like, it, I think it is supposed to be like dark sense of humor fun. And there were pieces of it, but they made it so dark that it was like no longer I wasn't having a good time. It was just too dark. They did lay Miz with grim fairy tales, but it was supposed to be more fun than that. I needed it to be like grease or hairspray levels of fun. And instead, it was very dark toned and I didn't like it. Yeah. Is that getting at the crux of what you understood about this movie? Does that make sense? My lay Miz thing? Did that click some wheels in your brain? I've never seen Les Mis. We're at the end of the era where it's like Pirates of the Caribbean and we're sucking color out of everything. Oh, That's not yeah. really a thing anymore. But like that happened, Les Mis happened, then this movie happened. In my brain, that's where it comes from. Yeah. It should have been colorful and fun. 
Should have been more fun. They should have leaned more on the fun humor. Could have been dark humor, but instead it was just kind of dark and grimy, and I didn't love it. You ever seen that Man of Steel where they put all the color back in? (laughs) No, I haven't seen Man of Steel. Oh. Well... But I mean, we got I mean, the I've, Snyder I've seen, cut. I've seen clips of it, right? I know what yeah. it looks like. Yeah, we got the Snyder cut coming up. It's already come up, but you know, we haven't oh, done it by ac- what? Is it out? Because it didn't it come up by accident? Like uh, I accidentally swapped Tom and Jerry with the yeah. Snyder cut or something? Yeah, I, that did happen. I thought it was like Saturday. The Snyder released. cut. It's soon. It's either this week or next. It was this last week or it's next week. Yeah. Is it the twentieth? I don't know. It's soon. It's happening. It's happening. You can't stop it. My point is. If you haven't even seen Man of Steel, that's the whole verse right there that we can start. Oh, can I've do. seen nothing that pertained. I haven't seen Man of Steel. haven't seen Batman vs. Superman. I've not seen Justice League. I have only seen... Here's the thing. Here's what I've gotten away with. I've only seen the DC movies people said were good. I've seen Aquaman. I've seen Wonder Woman. And I've seen Birds of Prey. Skip Suicide Squad, skip Batman v Superman. I skipped. I've heard Man of Steel is good. Oh my gosh. These are all getting added to Tyler's I trash, skipped, just so you know. I skipped everything. You know what I'm saying? I skipped yeah. the whole, the main line it was all supposed to be based around. And I was like, I'll just do the other ones. Birds of Prey. Can we just give a shout out to Birds of Prey? What a great movie. I never went to go see it. <laughs> That's a shame because it's actually pretty good. It's on HBO Max. I could see it anytime I want. You probably should, but I don't. Instead, I watch. Yep, you guessed it, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> but on a real Yu-Gi-Oh kick, <laughs> I, I did Yu-Gi-Oh. That was Yu-Gi-Oh was big deal when yeah. I was in elementary school. Oh yeah, I had the cards, Blue Eyes, the White Dragon, had it. Yeah, you did. All right, the magician guy, the purple and the curly hat. Dark magician. Guy. Dark magician. He's got twenty five hundred attack power. That's the only fact I know about him. Right. There's the one that's just a wall, zero attack power, 3,000 defense. Come on. With just, I just showed my wife the episode with the brothers Paradox, the two guys that speak in rhyme. Oh. Better rhyming than there is in Into the Woods. And they do it. And I just leaned over to her and I said, that's not how that card works. <laughs> but can I tell you, this is what happened. I started watching this show while I was out of town for work trip. And then I immediately on the, I needed it so bad that on my way home, I had to look up the video where the guy's in VR chat with his dual gauntlet and he's like, and I play Pot of Greed, which allows me to draw three cards, which then allows me to play Pot of Greed. And he's just picking up and placing (laughs) Pot of Greed down. (laughs) And the other guy's like, that's not how it works. And then there's two other guys that are like, no, that's what a card does, man. Oh, man. That's like anyone who's like super into Magic the Gathering. You could tell me anything, you know, like I'm like, sure. I guess that's a thing. Why not? Yeah. What's that guy? <laughs> I'm sure maybe you've sent me this or I've sent you, but it's that guy who does like Magic the Gathering and he's like, <laughs> he's a guard, you know, I was like, I've had five grass, which means I can plant Dairy Farm. <laughs> like, with Dairy Farm, I can create seven cows with my seven cows. That means, and he's like, keeps going. Yeah, and the guy's like, I'm going to go get some food or something. He's like, I am not, I'm not even halfway through my turn yet. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Yeah, it's a good time. So, yeah, here's this movie combines the tales of Jack and the Beanstalk, of Little Red Riding Hood, of Cinderella, Cinderella, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, the Baker, 
the banker. What's he from? What's uh, that thing? I don't know. End of the Woods. Yeah, that one. The Baker and his wife. It's a thing. Did, here's the thing. Did you grow up with the we, Grimm fairy tale? We had the collected Grimm's fairy tale as sold by Costco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what Costco sold it, and we had it. I've read like three of them. See, this is the thing. Like, I never thought of my family because both my parents, like, my dad is, he's like literally half Swedish, half German. Am I? And it's very fairly recent. Like, he met. He knew the the people who came over from the old country, you know, mm-hmm. and my mom's family was all from, the, you know, one of those tiny towns in Missouri that was like all German. Oh, yeah. But I'm always like, we never did German stuff. You know, like you hear about those towns in like Virginia where it's like, oh, yeah, I don't speak English. I only speak German. Yeah. <laughs> they are not like that. And uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, no. But then as I've gotten older, I realized like the grim fairy tales are really the way where you can tell if you just kind of knew them mm-hmm. versus and also which version. Like I got the scary version growing yeah. up. Yeah. Did you get the tailor that cut off the thumbs from the thumb suckers? He's no, a tall tailor. I haven't heard that one. Snip, snip. I've read like the real Cinderella where they chop yeah. off the toes and, and heels. Yeah. So like I've read, like I said, I've read like three of them. So, I mean, I. I got the vibe. I just, I didn't go through like the whole. Yeah. You usually get. I haven't read a lot of obscure ones. Yeah. But that was like, my mom used to be like, oh, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. Like, just like the old German moms would. And I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the difference. That's the, the German upbringing. Right. And I just think it's funny. Also, there's this, that's how they would get kids to stop sucking their thumbs. Right. Say there's a creepy nine foot tall tailor that's going to come chop your thumbs yeah. off that that is one of my favorite like details from the office it's just like <laughs> dwight having all you know like those little glimpses you get into dwight's upraising where you're like oh god <laughs> you know he does the krampus thing he does like the that krampus. stuff yeah um yeah <laughs> okay jack at the beanstalk jack is in this movie he's a little boy all right they do the whole thing don't like his mom there there's just there's no fun there it's not even like i'm a caring mom and i'm nice but you did the wrong thing it's just kind of like i'm gonna be a jerk to you the whole time and that's just how it's gonna be and furthermore jack's sweater is dumb am i wrong like it's, wrong. there's no consistent stripe look i'm wearing a striped sweater as we as we speak okay we as we record know. i'm wearing a striped sweater he's got a sweater that's like look it's mostly stripes and look we're just gonna block it off and now it's a rectangle and now it stops i hated it all right i was not about it and we all know the best time to wear a striped sweater is all the time one with a collar turtleneck <laughs> exactly oh man so you say you didn't like the opening or you liked the opening. I liked most of the opening. Here's, can I tell you, can I read you my notes real quick mm. before we get too far from the opening? It's too much scene and it's not good scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was kind of all over the place. You could tell some people had better voice than others. Yeah. There was at first I was like, Oh, the little girl, little red riding hood, like her auto tune is just a little off or her processing. But then I was like, later I was like, no, actually I think it's, she's actually sings pretty good. I don't know what it was. There was something was, I think it's them ADRing the scene over some of the It's hard when, you know, because anytime you do a musical for a movie, nine out of ten times, you're not singing on the day. You're just, you record in a studio and then you lip sync it. And so that's a lot of complaint people have about musical movies. They're like, oh, lip lip syncing was so bad. You're like, well, only so much you can do. It's pretty hard. So, I mean, you definitely tell 
been a few of the shots where you're like, oh yeah, they're lip syncing and that's just a fact. You know, Meryl Streep had a couple like that and she's the pro of all pros. So it's yeah. hard. Just hard. Also, the only other thing I had there for the opening was that there's a lot of smacking. There's right? a lot of smacking in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I, I agree with that. Uh, Cinderella stepsisters. I mean, that woman is dressed to walk the streets like she is ready she's ready for sex work you know what i'm talking about oh yeah it was too much i was offended it was far too much also one of the stepsisters has been in three different movies as a cinderella stepsister i'm pretty sure it's more than my wife and i had a whole discussion about it it's like 2000 2008 2014 like three different times at least yeah she's like the go-to we have a decent budget essential and we need a good stepsister but because this is what I think. Cause I think she's good at looking pretty. And then with the small, like she can really quickly snap her face into not pretty, mm-hmm. which is like perfect for for the evil stepsister. Yeah. Blows my mind. Can you imagine be like, so how do you feel about the roles? Like I've done it three times. So yeah, no, I can do it. Yeah. Look at my resume. They're coming to I, her. You might as well. I might as well just be default stepsister for all productions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, a big part of this movie amongst the fairy tales is the baker and his wife. They can't have a kid. And then, here's the here's the first thing I saw where I was like, this movie's not going to go well. <laughs> so there's like some there's a knock at the door. Someone's at the door, and the baker's like, is that a crazy witch from next door? And then all of a sudden, boom! Flash of lightning. The door explodes open, and she's there. I'm like, who? You are next door neighbors. Do you always knock? Is that always how you enter? Because that is way too extra. It's like, hey, boom. Can I borrow some sugar? Like, please, there's a door. There's a handle. You don't need to explode the door open every time. It's like, this is, you can't just say we're next door neighbors and then explode into my front room yeah. right well it's, it's the shop too which they said they're like we're, we're out of bread so you know you could say also, the door's locked but. how are you poor bakers and you literally they had a whole spread they sold out of everything in a day no day old bread no well, perfect they sold out of all their inventory are they poor because they're not making enough bread there's too much to make look did they I have a degree they in, much than- like donald trump i have a degree in economics <laughs> okay so i know here's what i know one thing if you are out of stock at the end of the day you're doing good there's more demand than you are supplying you need to increase your supply you need to bake more bread because there's people willing to buy right 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 but did they ever say they were poor yeah i felt like they were the most well off of all the characters with the exception of like the prince they were grubby and peasant-like. Yeah, but that's just because they're peasants. You know, it's like, whatever. They're peasants. You oh, know? Uh, so what? You're just the richest of all the peasants? That's no good. Yeah. You know, they're social climbing scum, you know, because they're the wealthy peasants. Yeah. So, I don't know. As Because well, he was all worried, right? Yeah. Because he was worried about Little Red taking all, all the goodies. Yeah. So, which, you know, if their profit margins are narrow, Cody, <laughs> you know, you can be, a, you know, how many, if your profit margin the over, is, okay, look, if you have a witch 
busting your front entrance open on a, every, on a basis. weekly basis, yeah. then yeah, no, you're, you're, your margins are going to be thin. All right. You got a little red riding hood regularly stealing your thing. You're mm-hmm. only making 5% profit on each scone and she's stolen 15 scones. How many, how many scones are you going to need to sell to make up that profit? Several. At least seven. At least. Let's just do a quick, let's just chart out <laughs> their profit structure. Let's okay. Let's out the protractor and the calculus. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. What's that thing called? <laughs> they used to make circles. A compass. The compass. Yeah. <laughs> what was the deal with that? Why did I have to have a compass in fifth grade? So you could draw circles class? that were exactly what three inches diameter. Was that? How why don't we teach people anything useful in schools? I don't know. I've not once had to draw a perfect circle as an adult for work. I have, but you don't really have to. Meanwhile, you know? I owe money for taxes. <laughs> That's happened to me this time. Let's don't talk about the whole podcast now about the tax system. All right. Let's tear it down, Cody. It Let's is, burn I, the country. It's driving me crazy. I watched a video about other other countries that do the no file taxing, and I was upset. I was I was I was sick to my stomach. I was like, why don't we do this? Why have we made five more steps to every process? Made me very mad. Made me mad at TurboTax. Made me mad at HR Block. Made me upset that I owe taxes. Fun fact, they passed legislation about unemployment. So if you owe to unemployment, they're not going to require federal taxes to be paid off of it. So that's good news. Now everybody's going to have to refile their taxes who got unemployment. So anyway, I don't understand taxes because here's what I do every year. Every year, I add a few dollars to my withholding because I keep either owing money or like razor thin where it's like, oh gosh, by like $30, I didn't owe anything. Yeah. And every year, it's the wrong amount. (laughs) And I don't know what to do or how to help. Let me tell you this, Cody. Because it's your work that decides how much to pull out. Exactly. You just say how many exemptions. That system's broken. So I add extra withholding and it's not enough. When will it ever be enough? Here's Here's the real problem with this whole situation. I'm used to getting money. I'm now I'm owing money, but is more is the state of Kansas still thinks I'm single and I don't know how to tell them I'm not. I got married. My wife and I both did single taxes, which should in theory be higher than married taxes. Yes. We owe money. We owe money more than we ever have before. <laughs> how does it work? I'm single. I, I'm I'm getting single taxes taken out. I've added extra withholding. I'm not clearing the line. What do I need to do? We should have elected Ben Carson as president. That's really what we should. We have need done. a physician. <laughs> we in need the office. guy. We need the guy who wrote a book about becoming the president before he even won the primaries. I've already wrote that book for myself, just go. in case. Look, if I'm running for president, I'm not going to have time to write a book about how I made it to president. There you go. You got to pre-write it. You're making a lot of sense. A man with foresight, a man with knowledge of the human body in the practice of medicine, who is, he was a Republican, right? Yeah. Who is somehow black, Republican, and a doctor. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Explain that to me. 
somewhere in the tax laws. That's what's buried in there. It's amazing. He's an amazing. He's in an amazing intersection of the world. Yeah. I want to be there. The only thing I have in common with Ben Carson is we've both pre-written books about being president. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Hmm. At the end of the day, government's about to give us a bunch of money. We have to pay them a bunch of money. <laughs> Why are we just going to exchange similar sons of sums of money? <laughs> Can I just call them and say, you know what? Keep it. Keep it. Let's call it Let's even. Call it. <laughs> Let's just call it square. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to write you a check and then hope you eventually write me another check. I, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And I guess it never has. So, you know, the solution, though. You know it. It's right in front of us. Mm. We go into the woods. The taxes uh, in the woods. The woods are just trees. The trees are just wood. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I really like that line from the movie. Yeah. There's a little red riding hood, right? The trees are just wood. Oh, it's so good. Yep. So anyway, that was kind of the peak of the movie for me was the intro. All right. It was arguably the best part. Also, I was very confused because, okay, Meryl Streep comes in. She's the witch and she's like, hey, your dad was a greedy little butt and took my veggies and my beans. So as a result, I have cursed you to not have children. Here's my thing. Why'd she wait 20 years? Why did she wait until he was a grown man to tell him? I think they explain it later because she's like, oh, well, because of the full moon at the time, it was like the one time where she could get it all back, right? And reverse yeah. it. But in the beginning, I was like, lady, you are 20, 30 years late on this? He knew nothing. He has spent his entire life in the same house next door to her, not knowing that she's been feuding with him. <laughs> And his family for 30 or so years. What is that about? What? I know not everyone talks to their neighbors much. But if you got a feud with someone and they don't know about it, what good is it? Yeah. What good is your feud? I, she could have given him so much more notice to get a white cow. Which, by the way, could a baker not use milk and butter on the regular? So... Their look, the economics of their neighbor, of their neighborship makes no sense. They could have had the cow ahead of time. They could have been getting their own butter to make their sconce and their tortas, their, you know, bread, their breads, etc. And what is she doing with her time? I guess that's the other thing. She's like, okay, She's not been only staring through the slats. At not him. only did she steal a child from that family. Put her in a tower. That's Rapunzel. She also gardens. I know those are her two hobbies. Who is this woman? And she doesn't talk to her neighbors. What is, if you're a peasant, what is there to do except for talk to the people that live right next to, does she ever eat bread? I assume every, I assume their village has one baker. Yeah. Is she not? He knows who it is. He's met her. She's come to buy bread before. He knows she's the witch. Yeah. So, anyway, that was a little confusing. 
Do you even want to talk about the pedophile song or no? We're going to we're going to talk about so, it. We're not OK, I think before it. the pedophile, because I have it written here before the pedophile song. I'm going to I just I need to read this to you and you're going to know you're going to know what I'm talking about. Wouldn't the salt have prevented the tree from growing? Salt. So Cinderella goes to the tree where her dead mom, oh, dead body is and she's alive. She cried so much the tree sprang up. Which is part of Cinderella's thing, I think. Salt it's, is not good. It's not for good. Plants. It's bad for plants, right? Yeah. It's famous. You know, everybody who's seen The Simpsons, you know about it because Homer picked the roses and then salted the ground in Flanders' garden because Flanders says it's fine that you picked the roses and everything, but did you have to salt the earth? And he says, <laughs> and he said, no, I didn't have to <laughs> homer wanted to yeah that's how you learn these things remember that's how i learned it anyway remember that episode of the simpsons where ned is does his wife die or something she does die she dies and then he's like in his garden gardening shirtless and he's like absolutely shredded yeah you ever see that episode yeah uh is that the same one where he hooks up with some famous pretty actress lady or something yeah. that's the same one that was a very confusing time for me doesn't he hook up with taylor swift after his wife at Not one to, point what it's more recent okay but i don't know about that because uh i stopped watching you know i've seen simpsons like seasons one through eight flanders i guess maybe up until like the simpsons movie is really yeah i've seen bits and pieces up until then flanders is ripped that's the point that's the point <laughs> I also named my D&D character after him and he says hi hey Heidi Holder. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I don't know. Magic trees, you know, need not follow the laws of gardening. Yeah. Yeah. And then her mom was in there, but her mom was just part of the stump, you know, and it's like there's, and also, you know, I didn't write this down, but this is this is a note for this movie. The the tool budget for this film. Do you know? Are you familiar with Tool the Fabric? Oh yeah, must have been outrageous. The fan and tool budget combined, I would uh, I would contend is ninety percent of the budget of the film. This is what's interesting about Disney because they'll go, they'll spend millions and millions of dollars and be like, "Oh, look at the sets we did and the talent we got and the stuff we did," and still make something not that great. Yeah, which is incredible. It's interesting because sometimes you're like, Disney are so consistent, they're so good, they know how to do it, and then other times you're like, actually, I mean, they're good at making money and they're good at making good movies. But they actually have like plenty of stinkers. Like they have plenty of movies that did not live up to their potential despite all the budget. Rob Marshall won Academy Awards for Chicago. <gasps> Chicago. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Have Sorry. you seen it? No. It's pretty good. Oh. It's probably one of the better uh musical movies that have they've made. Yeah. I have an album called Chicago. It's by a band by or the band Chicago. By the band Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, there's a band, there's a musical, there's a city. Yeah. Cause you, did you give me that album? Oh, yeah. Okay. I suppose I did, didn't I? Yeah. You cursed me with this thing that I never know. People ask me, is that from the musical? Is that the band? And I look at them and I say, I don't know. The only one I know is the Doom album over there. Oh, yeah. Everything else is... It's just, who knows? Nobody. 
It's just something. You can't know. It's an unknowable truth, unknowable facts. So... Yeah. So Johnny Depp's a pedophile. Johnny Depp is a wolf who is a pedophile. Yeah, I think... Also, for those wondering, the first song lasted roughly 18 minutes. Oh. Yeah. First song. Sure. Sure. Little Red Riding has got to go through the woods. She's got to do grandmother's house. The wolf is there, and he's like, hey, sup? He's like, hello. It's like, I think the title of the song is Hello, Little Girl. I think traditionally in Grim Fairy Tales, she is eaten by the wolf. I think in the canon of this movie, she is pedophiled by the wolf, which is weird because I know like in the Broadway production of this, it was like a 20-something person playing Little Red. So it's like, I guess she's still a girl. The character's still a girl, but at least it's like an adult, and so it's a little less weird. Because then even too later when she's singing about it, she's like, oh, that wolf, he showed me a lot of interesting things. You're like, mm, wonderful things, amazing. Things I wouldn't have it's thought like, to oh. know or do. I was like, eh. Which, it's supposed to sound pedophile I'm guessing. Yeah. But it's, it's so in the, th- in the thing, it's like he's just trying to trick her. Then he goes ahead, eats up Granny, and then mm-hmm. eats a little red when she gets there. Yeah. But it's just him trying to pull her off the trail in the grim fairy tale. And I can confirm, at least from my half German knowledge Mm -hmm. of the grim fairy tales, the wolf at no point molests (laughs) Little Red Riding Hood. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you're correct. I hope you're correct. Allegedly, (laughs) he doesn't. Yeah, and I did, I did. I read something where it's like, oh, we're just like, ah, it's a kind of a problematic, weird song, but we'll just we'll kind of make it jazzier, and I think it'll go over children's heads. And you're like, ah. it didn't. It wouldn't. It. I wouldn't have gone over my head. I don't know. That's my thing. That's what's weird about this movie is it's like they. It's like they were stuck with their like, hmm. This is kind of an adult musical. But darn it all, we're Disney, and uh, we get a lot of money from kids. Getting kids' butts into seats. <laughs> and so, like, let's just split the difference and just do it anyway. You know, it, and even I, Tiffany mentioned this too, because at the end, she's like, oh, yeah, I've got the songbook, but it's like the kids' version, which is just the first 90 minutes of the movie. Which I would argue would have been a better movie. I, I honestly, I remember even when I saw it, everybody, we all saw it, like a group of us saw it. And after we we're like, yeah, we really thought the movie was ending. <laughs> Because they do the fairy tale ending. Yeah. And then they're like, JK, that was act one. Ready for act two? Nope, you're not. Here we go. It's such a, and it's just such a hard turn to be like, oh, I'm so glad they all made it, you know, and we all, we did it. And then it's like, anyway, remember how there wasn't much color in the movie? We sucked the rest of it out. Yeah. And it's very dark and grim. And uh, we need to murder a boy. Where is he? Let's find him. I want to kill him. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. Like, ugh. No, there's infidelity. There's a murder. <laughs> it's just like, nope. It was too much. I don't know. I just, yeah. I had 90 minutes of attention for the movie. And so the last hour was just, or 40 minutes or whatever, was just like, oh, you can't, you can't tease me with an ending like that and then not end the movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did you notice like how I was looking at the beginning of the movie? 
<laughs> I wasn't into it at the beginning, but yeah. if they had ended it at the fairy tale ending, I would have been like, that's pretty good. Huh? Yeah. It's not bad. At least it gave you, at least you're like, ah, at least we got like a happy ending because it's a Disney fairy tale movie. Yeah. But then that that second act is like how they refer to it in the play, I guess, because it's it is like hard divided there between. Yeah, there's that, which is its own thing. And then they put on a remove based on the audience. That last part. <sighs> yeah. And she also said they changed words like the witch in one of her songs. Uh, I think it's the witch. She has the line. Somebody's. <sighs> She has a ref. She says something about get they're raping her, yeah, with their something. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah." So they change that to harassing, and I'm like, "Yeah, I feel like Disney should have just done that anyway." <laughs> like I've, I mean, shout out. I remember I her saying raping, and I was like, "Um, <laughs> yeah." She said, she but was- in like a figurative way, and I was like, "I don't know. That's not like a great choice of words." <laughs> Tiffany said she was like hoping we wouldn't notice, but she noticed you and I both go, what? (laughs) That's the other thing. You know, (laughs) if it were an adults musical, you know, like if they had gone like the hard, dark humor way, maybe it would have played different. But like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I think it's weird if you're going to change stuff to be more kid friendly, but not change things like that, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you're going to change it, then change it. Change the whole thing so the whole tone changes, but the story is the same. Yeah. Or just leave it at the award-winning Broadway musical, which I still wouldn't have liked. Because I told her, I was like, there's no way they could have changed that. Like, from what I've heard, what she said, from what everybody said, there's no way they're different enough that I li- would, I'm going to super like one and right not like the movie. But there, I mean, I like parts of it. Yeah. The other high point for me in the movie was the the song Agony, where it's the two princes singing about and, you know, bearing their chests and pretending to be all upset. Because I think in the, I've heard in the Broadway musical, there's a, there's a reprise of that song because I think there's like one or two more fairy tales added in. And so there's a part where they sing about Cinderella and Rapunzel and then they sing basically the same song, but about two different princesses about how much they want them, you know? So, yeah. it's, so it's like extra funny because you're like, oh, these guys are just total cads, you know, doing their thing. So I really like that song. Yeah. So just like there's a reprise of that. And like, why did we cut that out? Because that was like a high point, you know, mm-hmm. that's another like funny, cool song. I I, I really enjoyed that. Just them being over dramatic and kicking water and being at the waterfall. And, you know, <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. a good number. I also at that point I wrote so the princes are gay for each other right because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of a lot of gay tension there oh uh, yeah also, <laughs> I know you're you're not you're not liking you're not liking little James there you know little Jimbo but I have two hashtags for you when he first goes into the woods after the task from the witch mm-hmm. I wrote hashtag James Cor. James Corden for Star Lord because he's just wearing like the Star Lord <laughs> yeah. outfit. His clothes don't like super suit him. They also don't scream Baker to me either. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like these are these. Yeah, so it's like I'm just like I mean I know how this guy can be sometimes. Did he just find the Star Lord jacket in his size and put it on? Mm-hmm. And that's he's like I'm wearing this. Yeah, and then I put James Corden for everything because <laughs> I guess he did something really good. <laughs> 
that I liked a lot, but he was nailing it at that point. Yeah. I was like, you put him in everything. It was interesting. Yeah. Just put him as all the superheroes. It was interesting. I didn't like... I, I found his character hard because it's like, oh, they're the central point of the story, but like they didn't win me over at all with his character because the whole thing of his character is like, I'm grumpy at Lord Ride Riding Hood for this. I'm very sad about not being able to have kids. I'm not being super nice or supportive to my wife. She just wants to help and I'm turning, you know, like that whole thing. Just like there was nothing about him where I was like, oh, you know, except for him being like, you're a thief. You know, like there wasn't much to be like, oh yeah, but they're, they're good folk. I'm just like, ah, you seem crotchety and yeah. I don't care too much. So that's where I'm at. Furthermore, look, if you're going to steal a little girl's cloak, you just steal it. If it's in your, if you've taken it off of her, it's in your hands. You got it and you walk away. He's weak. Okay. <laughs> she screams and he stands there petrified and there's like, gives it back. And then later, because he frees her from the wolf's belly, then she's like, here, take the cloak. You're like, well, that's nice. Except I look, I just wanted him to steal it. <laughs> like, that's where I'm like, look, if we're stealing little kids jackets, that's where we're at. And you yeah. do it and you be a strong man about it. Right. Yeah. Which it also here's the thing. <laughs> so the witch gave him these tasks. They got the items. But then later, the witch makes it abundantly clear. These didn't have to be spent. They could have just like gone and bought these items <laughs> and gotten them that way like they didn't have to go on this adventure it's not a special you gotta cow. find them in the woods you know <laughs> you got to those are you got to go into the woods and out of the woods then into the woods the, look the woods are just trees the trees are just wood and wood is just good <laughs> right all right yeah. i don't know yeah yeah so but yeah i was like because yeah. you know it's disney they always got to teach a lesson so you know what's the lesson for this part of the movie somebody does something you don't like just scream there you go just scream it'll they'll stop doing it and they'll undo it scream and don't kids if you just scream and you don't stop screaming you'll get what you want it's true you know? that's a great lesson to learn just keep going Here's the thing. I don't this, I, the, go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna say this is the point of the movie where I start taking a lot less notes. <laughs> oh, I, I got a few more. I got like a few more, but I did I only have a few more and then it's like then yeah. Then we get the second act and I stop. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I've got a couple things, I guess, before that second act too. So I mean I don't know. They get all the things together. They got Milky White, the cow. That cow died. I forget why. They get There's a different no cow. The cow just falls over. <laughs> they get a different cow. And this is where it's like, I don't know if it was written like that to be played off for humor or not. Probably played off for humor, given the humor of some of the other things that happened. But it wasn't really played for humor in this. It's just kind of like the cow's dead now. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's just a suddenly bad CG cow falling over. Yeah. And then, okay, so they get to the point where like, look, we got all four things. So here you go, witch. And she's like, I can't have touched anything. I've touched upon you fools. And he's like, well, I have an ear of corn. And they're like, yeah, I can use that. And you're like, <laughs> it was so, just deflating. Was it supposed to be funny? Or just, I felt it seemed pointless. And then furthermore, they're like, this cow isn't actually white. He's just dirty or dusty or they yeah, painted, painted him white, him white. Yeah. or whatever. And then Covered they're like, well, the other cow's dead. Like I can resurrect it. You're like, all right, let's Which, go do that. I thought now. that was funny because she's like, show me the cow, and they're like, he's dead. She's like, I'm a witch. I could bring him right. back. And I was like, and they're like, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, and it's like, see, oh, those are funny. some things that just, I don't know, maybe it's because it was so dark and sucked out no color. I just, nothing played for me oh, as I funny as it should have been, I thought. Yeah. I like that part, though. I, one of the things I think I was just so defeated by that. I, by that point, <laughs> I was like, are we, all right, let's keep doing, all right, are we getting through it? I'll tell you, I'm going to crack my neck one of these times. It's, I keep trying, and it's not doing it. Anyway, you can do it. Something Tiffany pointed out to me is that there's a character that they cut out called the these the mysterious man is the name of the character mm-hmm. and it it ends up being the baker's father mm. and he's is that the narrator or yeah he does okay. the narration which I think they had James Corbin do the narration because yeah. he does the opening and the right so but he's the narrator and he pops up and he does a lot of the like seeming especially in this movie it seems like it's real random like exposition stuff or them being like pointing them in the right direction or saying like, he's the one that says use the hair off the ear of corn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just because of how his character is set up, that scene alone is so much more like it is more meaningful and plays a lot better. Yeah. Just cause like, he's this, just this weird dude that keeps showing up helping at random times. Like when they really need it. <laughs> and, uh, and then like at the very end, he, it's like, Oh, he's, when they're feeding the stuff to the cow, he's like, they find out he's the beggar's father and then he mm-hmm. dies from something. I don't know if the cow eats him or what. Okay. Sure. She just said he dies. Yeah. She never said how. So I think. So does he take place of any of the witches parts? Because the witch is always popping up in very dramatic fashion. It's being like, ooh, get the thing. Oh, there's like two more days, you know, just in a panic. I think. Or is that still the witch doing stuff? I think that might still be the witch. It seemed more like maybe a couple of those scenes are him and i wonder i wonder if that witch stuff would play better on stage too because having the witch like pop out a random place in the stage could be funny yeah and this it didn't seem funny it was so like disney villain witch popping up i was like yeah that's the villain witch popping up right yeah it wasn't like random or like cheesy enough whereas i feel like that could play on a theater production better yeah it's supposed to be i wanted to watch because i was supposed to take tiffany to like a a thing that she was doing tonight before we recorded and I was going to watch the stage play while I was waiting for her to be done. Yeah. And I didn't do that because mm. I didn't take her to the theme. Right. So I don't know anything about the stage except for what she said, uh, she, what she told me. But I, I, I did ask her what like the biggest differences was. And she said the mysterious man's like the most, the mm-hmm. biggest difference that she sees because it's yeah. an entire like fairly major character they cut out. Interesting. Um, speaking of major characters and stuff, can we just talk about how uh, Prince Charming says, I can capture my own damsel. <sighs> Go capture my damsel, squire. <laughs> <laughs> like, <sighs> See, I do like the princess. And I think like that, that plays different too, right? Because if there's more princesses and they're going to yeah. go sing agony over them too, then that makes it different. Whereas like for the, the prince for Rapunzel, that shift is weird too because it's like oh i'm here i'm whatever and then it gets very serious because she's in a swamp in the middle of nowhere he gets blinded by thorns by thorns and then they end up together and just kind of they just kind of like fade off in the ether they're like all right we're done now we're done with the story like i i just thought it was supposed to be played more for humor or you know like he goes from being like the guy singing agony and being funny to i've been blinded with thorns yeah and I'm blind now. Which, that's kind of... I was bummed out when I looked up why that guy looked familiar. Because uh-huh. that's Prince Aunt, Prince Anders from 
Aladdin. Aladdin. He's in a lot of like random stuff. He's in like some TV shows. He's pretty good. Yeah, I like him, but he's like he's good at playing like that kind of doofy prince type yeah. guy. And I'm like, oh yeah, he could have been way better at this part because like they, from what Tiffany's saying, the princes are supposed to be kind of doofy guys. Yeah, like everybody thinks they got it all together, and oh, the prince will save us, and then you show up, and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got it. I'm on top of things. And meanwhile, yeah. they're like, I was running away or something, right. you know? Or like even later on when Emily Blunt and Chris Pine are doing their thing, and he or no, is it him with Anna Kendrick? But he's like, yeah, I was just like, I don't know, I'm. Not like a good dude. I'm just charming. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like I was know. raised to be charming, not sincere. Is right. what he says. Yeah. So I do feel like they missed some potential with that for sure. <laughs> I got to turn, I got to turn the tides on you, Cody here. No, don't do it. I have a note. I remember taking it. I remember, but I'm trying to remember exactly what was happening that f- caused it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Into the woods teaching us how to make a baby. Because they were singing about making a baby. It takes two. That's what it was. Mm. I figured it out. I don't even need you to do this podcast solo. <laughs> it was when Emily Blunt and James uh, Corden are doing that. It takes two. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, so this is, an, this is, the, this is them talking about making a baby. And yes, it does take two. Yeah, it does. Even if you got a donor, you got to get a second person to donate it. That's true. Unless you're that kind of lizard that there's only one. Yeah. But then it still takes another lizard to start the process. Then like that other lizard. Toads. Can, toads. Can do that, right? Toads can. But it still can't. takes two toads. Hmm. This thing takes two toads. We got two guy toads. They got to decide who becomes lady toad. Yeah. Who becomes true. toadette. Also, why did I write the note James Corden somersault or James Corden tumble? I don't know. When did he somersault? <laughs> that I don't know. I remember being very excited about it. I don't remember what was going on. Me neither. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Before we get into the dark part, at like the the nice ending, when everyone's happy, there's some good stuff going on. I like Anna Kendrick. I think she's good. I think she's pretty good in this. But like, you know, she's riding away with Prince Charming. Emily Blunt's like, thanks for the slipper. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. There were some good moments, mm-hmm. some good things. I liked that the the stepsisters got blinded and they're like, and then the birds came in and blinded them. You know, like that was very much on brand for what I think the musical should have been. Yeah. Was that? It wasn't consistent. Growing up, was that part of Cinderella's story for you? Yeah, that was one of the grim fairy tales I like read out of the book. Okay. Yeah, because so, that was always part of it. And everybody's always like, what do you mean they got blinded? I'm like, the crows peck their do, eyes out. You do something naughty in a grim fairy tale, something terrible happens to you to, to discourage you from doing naughty things in the future. That's the rules. That and the one thing that get, makes me give this movie 10 out of 10, because mm. they're not cowards. They chopped the toe and the heels off. Yeah. They did it. I've been waiting years. Right. Also, I like that uh, the witch said there are, there are three things in the world. Do you know what those three things? Wrong. There's princes, wolves, and humans. And that's it. <laughs> those are the only three things what? that exist in the world. I miss that. I Yeah. And then, okay, so when she becomes pretty again, that's her whole, that's the witch's thing. She wants her beauty back. Yeah. She becomes beautiful again. 
She's got fake teeth in, right? She's got like a little clip indenture something to have like perfect teeth. Does she? Is very distracting for me. I didn't know. I know for I've seen enough Meryl Streep films to know those aren't her real teeth. But she didn't have them when she was witch before getting the curse reversed. Yeah, so it was very distracting. Oh, I didn't. I can't believe you missed it. I needed. I was like, but they weren't like. Remember Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. When he has like the big teeth. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. it wasn't like that where you could really, really tell. But if you know Meryl Streep's mouth, like I do. Yeah. You've studied it. <laughs> you're like that. I was impressed with how thin they were, but they were still fake teeth. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. that was a thing. Like it was just like a little and thin he, plastic yeah. guard. And there. here's what I didn't get. They're cu- in the second part of the second ending, <laughs> she can't do magic anymore. What happened to make her not? I was really hoping you would know. very unclear on that. They don't explain it. Is it because she got her beauty back? She got her beauty at the expense of magic? Maybe. But then couldn't she do some magic sometimes? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. Does she show up again? I couldn't figure out why she didn't do magic. Yeah, I don't think they explain it. I think they're just like, yeah, you all know why. Moving on. So there's a giant. Okay. Also, why did here's the thing? Here's another. Note I didn't I write anything about the giant. I didn't. I, this is the point where I've written nothing else because I I died inside. So, what booby traps equal caring? What was that about? Why did? What was that? Who did we set a booby trap for? Oh, because okay, so it's Cinderella's running away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, spreads pitch on the stairs oh yeah so she's like he cares yeah and i'm like got it so if you just lay booby traps around your house yeah. to capture like, your wife I did like that that's how you know that's yeah. how she knows you love her oh man emily blunt just straight cheats on james corden with yeah. prince charming that was i that that was another thing it just it really played into the adult theme where it's like this this needed to be a more adult approach like there's pedophilia there's infidelity you know there's all this there's blinding there's chopping off of toes and heels like it's very much grim based on grim fairy tales but they really tried to package it for the family and it didn't go yeah so yeah tiffany did ask me she's like so what do you think about that i was like i thought because of the way he acted like she came upon prince charming and he was like, like he'd been caught doing something when he's just tightening the saddle straps on his horse or something. Mm. I don't know. Doing nothing. And she's like, oh, Prince. And he's like, oh, hey, what? <laughs> and it's like, so you're not the Prince. You're like some kind of imp impersonating that's, him, right? That's the other thing about that, too, because the end of the movie, there's a giant came down the other the secondary beanstalk and is going to come kill the boy because the the giant okay so that's what's happening for the last hour of the movie destroying everything there's no village anymore there's no castle we're just in the woods and it's super dark and desolate everyone's like we got to find the boy got to find the boy and they were like we're going to find the boy so that the giant can eat him and we're done with it except then they find the boy and the villagers like no no we're not giving the boy up we're here to protect the boy a lot of people have died. Emily Blunt just like slipped off a cliff off, you know, like slipped off a cliff. And then the boy was like, yeah, she dead." <laughs> like later on to the husband. Yeah. It was like, oh, OK, that's fine. And he so anyway, and then in the movie, it's like Little Red Jack 
Anna Kendrick and James Corden are a little family and Anakin just like, I'm not really a princess or whatever. I'll just hang out with y'all. And that's the end of the movie, right? Yeah, they kill the giant. Yeah. So it's like the only it's one fine. that ends the way that it does in the Grim Fairy Tale is the Jack and Jack. the Beanstalk. I guess. And everything else, they're like, hey, it ended, except it hasn't. And it's like, okay. So we've got an extra hour of movie because yeah. of Jack and the Beanstalk. Here's how you solve it. Get the British, uh, the the crown. We all know that controls the giants. We've seen the movie. We've seen the film. Mm. Mm. One day, one day we'll see it. No, it's going in bliss now. Okay, imagine a bunch of bad CG giants. Is that Jack the Giant Slayer? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. But that that was just like the whole point of the movie was for James Corden and Emily Blunt to have a kid. Yeah. Emily Blunt cheated and died. Yeah. (laughs) Within a three minute period and Which, uh and basically her whole thing is like what happens in vegas days in vegas baby <laughs> that's what she said yeah. she's like she's like we're in the woods and so it's not a big deal she's like i've cheated on him but now that makes me love him more and it's like well you you did i mean and then she dies like i don't that which is anyway so the whole point of the movie was to then have a kid that does not pay off the whole thing we've been trying doesn't pay off. And in the end, James Corden is like, I guess I'll adopt these two rugrats. They had the baby. And Kendrick is here too. Let's do it. They like, had the baby with them. They did have a baby because while the, the witch was getting beautified, she oh, had the she They had just pregnant. popped out a baby for him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Emily Blunt was like between three and seven months pregnant for the shooting of this movie. So they had to like hide her being pregnant. Nice. Which I didn't catch on to. So also, good uh, about it, Meryl Streep almost died hopping up on a table for one of the numbers. Emily Blunt caught her or like broke her fall or whatever. So she didn't die. Like James Corbin was like, I thought I was about to witness the death of Meryl Streep. <laughs> well, either the rehearsing or filming. So that's cool. Good Could for Emily imagine? Blunt. Could you imagine if this film killed Meryl Streep? Of all movies. And I think I said thing too, Meryl Streep was like, I had a rule, I wasn't going to do witch stuff. And she was offered three movies, and she was like, Rob Marshall's a pretty good director, all right, I'll do it. So she broke her no witches rule. She was not in a witch phase. She was like, I'm not going to do it. Then she did it. And... Um, I would argue, I would contend that the witch is the mo- the consistently the best part of the film. Meryl Streep is great, and she did what she was told to do. I just don't think like this the production design pulled off what it needed to pull, you know, and the directing, right? Yeah, that fair to say. But I think like the stuff, at least for me, the stuff that she did that was supposed to be funny was funny. The stuff that was supposed to be scary was scary. Like, yeah, you know, like her stuff landed more than anybody else's right now here's here's the real pinnacle of the film cody Mm -hmm. the giant we all know her we all love her she's some french lady anyway she played (sighs) the head mistress of bo batten's academy in harry potter 4 all right that's what you need to know what she plays who in harry potter 4 the She's the head of the the girls' school. Oh, the French headmistress lady yeah. from the thing. Yeah. 
the one where Fleur, Fleur goes there. Anyway, y'all know it. Everybody's read Harry Potter. Don't act like you haven't, you nerds. Here's the thing. She at the ball in that film, she wears a dress. It's like a little purple or red or pink or whatever. Anyway, it's red or pink. It's reddish pink. It's a rouge color with like a weird brown or black pattern over it like a honeycomb but not honeycomb shape but like weird like you know it doesn't look great the point is she's wearing the same dress in this film does she have the one dress did they reuse the dress it's a different production company so tiffany's like maybe she kept the dress i'm like i mean did they make her provide her own stuff are they like you're moderately tall we can't provide you anything. You need to bring your own clothes. Oh, Madame Maxine. Madame Maxine. Who uh, like has the thing with Hagrid. Yeah. Because they're both beak. Do you see the dress she's wearing in the picture? Um, I'm sure I could find it. Is I'll, this her? That's in a different movie. I don't know. I'll look it up. Well, you know, you, I, I will show you. It's It's the same dress. And it's like, what? Is this one? Is this thing? All right. Look at me, Cody. Gaze upon it. Oh, yeah. Gaze upon it. You're right. So now I'm going to. Francis de la Torre. Oh. That's who she is. Is she related to Guillermo del Toro? No. Oh. Also, she always plays a super tall person. How tall do you think this lady is? This is blown. My dip dang five, five, six. Five seven. Five seven. Five foot seven. An enormously tall woman. <laughs> I would have guessed that she was seven and a half feet Stop. tall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we're casting her as giants all the time. They're always casting her as a giant. And she's always like, anytime I see her, she's always like made out to be super tall, and she's not. She's in a movie with uh, with Dursley. Anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna find a picture of her. You watch me. You watch it happen. And it's gonna it's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I was I was trying to figure out the also the actress who plays Rapunzel, what what else she's in. The answer is nothing I've seen because it's 90% NCIS Los Angeles, CSI, Law and Order, Bolts and the Beautiful, CSI, New York. So anyway, Cold Case. She's in all the cop shows. Yeah, she is. As something or other and you loved it i don't know my only other fun fact from this movie i said the sets were like ginormous huge and like vast vast and anna kendrick said it was so big that she and chris pine actually got lost at one point and they had to have like a set designer come and like help them get out like navigate their way out of it isn't just me or is that not like an excuse for like a little hookup or something oh "Oh, we got laws in the forest where how do we get out of here for sure chris pine is real life prince charming all right he's out here breaking hearts and whatever yeah you know him you love him you know he's doing his thing bailey didn't make a good point like they didn't make him look pretty old in the movie However, his hair was and his stubble was, 
didn't look like, you know, Prince Charming is supposed to be like, oh, I'm a young prince. I'm trying to find my bride. And he looked like I'm having my midlife crisis. I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing right. He looked pretty old, especially compared to the clean shaven other guy who was a little younger than him. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that, but now I'm getting it. Now I get it. Now I see it, but I still don't like it. Yeah. So what else? I can't. I know you can't. A picture of just her as the giant doesn't exist. It's not possible to find it. And I'm not. It was weird. It was weird in 2014 to have like a full CG giant in a movie that's just like fairy tale people in the woods. Like it looks weird. But she's also always behind the trees. Mm hmm. Why? I don't know. Either show her or don't. Uh, yeah. I don't do this weird, I can see half her face through the tree kind of thing. Why? <laughs> also, those sets after the cataclysm, they're too claustrophobic. I didn't like it. it made yeah. me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. The ending is weird. The end moral is just like, you're not alone. We're all here. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it yeah. just kind of ends. You're like, just remember, someone's on your side. That's true. Someone's, Unless you're the the giant lady, then everyone's gone. It's just yeah. you now. It's just you. Giant lady died. They killed her. They murdered that lady. Yeah. They murdered the last of her kind. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, how would you feel about it, the movie? I wish it was... After everything I we talked about. If we could watch an edited version without the last hour. That was my last notice. I could have done without the second. I really could have, yeah. Like... They make... Like you said, they're making it for kids. Why are they putting in the, the thing that the original makers of the film are like, let's make a junior version? Mm-hmm. Where you can... So let's make it so you can essentially detach this last section of the film. Yeah. So it's like, what are you trying to show? You're trying, you need... You want kids? Use this version. You want adults? Use this version. And Disney's like, cool. I see you. I understand you. We're going to show this version to the kids. So we're <laughs> going to need to change all the stuff that is not inappropriate. Uh -huh. And all the like pedophile references and all the real questionable lyrics and songs. We're just going to leave those in. But you're going to cut out some characters that people like and some things that make stuff funny. So it's more creepy. It's a taller. It's a very it's a very corporate executive approach to the movie, you know, where they're like, look, I know about movies because I've funded 50 of them. You know, you're like, oh, but what about the director and his vision? What about the original play? What, you know, I was like, oh, nope, we're doing the Disney version, which means you got to jam pack it all in. I'll give you all the money you need. Just do what I want to do and not what the, you know, yeah. director might want to do. Yeah. How did you like, how did you feel about like the cinematography being, because I feel like they shot it like it was a play being performed on stages. You know what I mean? Like there was some exceptions to it, but especially in that second act, it's like, here's it's the just, stage. Yeah. And the second performing. act, especially there's nothing first act. There's the woods and the things and the stuff. And the second one, it's just like the woods with half the trees gone. Yeah. It felt a lot more static and it made it slow and kind of hard to, and all the numbers were slow. And that's the thing, you know, any musical you have to have, any movie, you have to have those breaks, those like lighter moments. They cut out the re re reprise of Agony and they cut out some other stuff. And so it just, 
It was a long haul for the last like 40 minutes. Yeah. I, I remember something I said to Tiffany that I felt I feel is inspired. <laughs> right. Right. Not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. All right. <laughs> Into the Woods is a bunch of theater nerds making a musical about the Grim Fairy Tales for theater nerds. Yes. And the movie is them saying, cool, we're going to rip out all the theater nerd stuff. Yeah. So it's like, that's why people liked it. That makes perfect sense. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like a TV. It's like a movie that breaks the fourth wall a lot. And, you know, it's like Deadpool, you know, we're like, oh, Deadpool is a superhero movie for people who love comedy and action and superheroes. We're going to bundle all together. Oh, shout it, out to Deadpool. It would be like if they did Deadpool so and then they like ripped out all the fourth wall stuff and we're like, yeah, but we need to have it be really moral and then you can't make it rated. You know, it's like. Oh, what you're describing is Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Where so, they literally fused Deadpool's mouth shut. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it's one of those. <laughs> we're like, let's take the heart and soul of this thing and let's just rip that out and let's put like the the meat suit of it on screen for everyone to enjoy see if we can make a buck yeah so it's a shame because like that director has directed successful musicals mm -hmm. academy award-winning musicals and so it's a shame which but that's the difference of like oh i'm gonna do production in chicago and oh we're new into the woods disney version yeah that's where you get into trouble and like the costumes and stuff and a lot of the stuff for set designs and some of the acting Tiffany still really enjoys. And I know a lot of like theater people still enjoy it. Right. But I think it's, I think because it's got so much of that VoIB ripped out of it, yeah. it kind of kills it for them. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like, it gets you, it's you're almost and then not, you know, you're like that. You're so close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could really see this working well on stage. Yeah, I've been to throwing a Broadway musical, effects, throwing some fun, you know, fourth wall, winky, winky. Yeah, we've both been on to see a musical on Broadway. We know. I thought you had. You're giving me the shake of your head like you have not. I've seen New York. I've been there. I've <laughs> oh. walked Broadway. <laughs> I thought you went to go see a musical. I have not seen a musical on Broadway. I have seen. I saw Les Mis here in like oh. a, like a, you know, like a traveling production of it. It was very good. Was it one of the good traveling productions where it's it people was, from Broadway or is it not? Cause those both come here. Uh, it was very good. Okay. I saw it. The singing talent was great. The sets, like the sets and design was great. So yeah, I know a thing. Fun or fact. Two. Just, you know, since, I mean, we're talking about musicals. So here we go. Fun fact. When the lights come up and everybody stands up, it's not over yet. It's something nobody told me. Mm. I was about to walk out of Wicked thinking this sucked. Wait, oh, that was the intermission. It was the intermission. <laughs> I was like, that was awful. It's like, it was like my friend who saw Fellowship of the Rings and didn't know it was a trilogy. It's like, they didn't even get the ring to Mordor. <laughs> like, it was a dumb movie. <laughs> like seeing one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen a play before, that would be really shocking. Just being like, so we just done here? Hated that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no intermission in this film, though, but oh boy. There is a if there, hard shift chain. There's a if, hard pivot. If there is, just leave. Just leave during the intermission because you'll enjoy it better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Ugh, because even like the end, uh, yeah, even the ending, you get a happy ending in the middle, and then you're like, JK, we're going to kill off a lot of people. Even that ending, I wasn't happy with when they're like, we're like a little family. Like, no, you're not. You are four strangers in the wood. Yeah, and they're also <laughs> like, just murdered giantess, lost your wife, lost your husband. Your lovers both cheated on each other. Your granny is dead or whatever. She can't find her. We your granny's lost. Your mom has been killed by the steward the the uh, the fuzz you know a steward yeah. of the print is all messed up i don't like any of it the lesson you learned was we're all here yeah you're never alone except for when you are also oh. i didn't like how they're like the castle's been destroyed the village is destroyed well you guys better go back to the castle and we're gonna go back to the village <laughs> they've established multiple times they're gone you're not going home to anything. Mm-hmm. But I say again, we climb home. up the vine, climb up that beanstalk, take over giant land. That would be fun. There Whimsical. There's lots of gold. I've already killed two giants. So this is the only two giants as far as I know. As your house now. Yeah. So that's how the movie should have ended. Stand by that. I would not recommend this movie. If you do watch the movie, watch the first 85 minutes, dip out. Yeah. Once you're like, this is, oh, at least there was a happy ending. You mash that pause button, stand up, and go on with your life. Yeah. If you're a theater Disney nerd, here's what I'll say. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to tackle you to the ground and stop you. Alternate, alternate idea. Watch a stage production of this. There you go. Watch a a stage production of a Tony-nominated... Tony winning stage production. Look, it won Tony's the year that Phantom of the Opera was in the Tony's. All right. Yeah. So it had to be good. Fun fact. You can get the version that has like, I don't know, some super famous dude on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I think he plays the baker or whoever like the main male character is yeah. in the stage production. It's got him in it. It's supposed to be amazing. It's eight bucks. Do it. You can buy it. Do that. It's nothing. <laughs> You got eight bucks. You don't have eight bucks. You're at the bus stop. Punch the next person in the back of the head. Take their eight dollars. They got eight dollars. They have to. Well, there it was. You know, ladies choice. Ladies choice. Check check the box. Now, here's the now here's the real question with the ladies choice. Yeah. Did Bailey like the film? I think she was on the same. I don't I don't think she loved it. I think she was ex. I think she liked it because she likes things about it because she played Meryl Streep's song yesterday. She blasted it on the Bluetooth speaker. Nice. So I think she liked aspects of it, but I think she was in the same boat where she was like, last 40 minutes were were no go. Yeah. You know, that was it. Yeah. Tiffany loves this film, but... It is very much she loves the play because she was in the play and like college. Mm-hmm. She has the book, the script for it and everything. She loves it. She fully understands the movie is the absolute bottom it, of the barrel. What? Like is the little like, soup at the bottom of your dumpster. Is it like you with The Hobbit? Yeah. Or I understand it's awful, but I'll watch it a bunch. 
And I'll buy the director's edition, the director's extended edition. And I'll go into uh, it being like, yeah, I love this movie. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, end already. Be over. The Hobbit trilogy is the only trilogy I ever start and sometimes don't finish. Oh, uh, well, there you have it. Into the woods. Into the woods. Thank you so much for listening. You can mm, find us where podcasts are. Uh, it's called Opinion Havers. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can tweet and Facebook us at yeah. Opinion Havers. Thank you for listening. Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. I know that Stephen Sondheim makes musicals, but what are his other musicals? Into the Woods. Here we go. A list. Oh. Into the Woods. Company. A Little Night of Music, Follies, Merrily We Roll Along, Assassins, Assassin's West Side Creed? Story, Pacific oh. Overtures, Gypsy. I don't know if this is a real... Sweeney Todd. That's the other one I know. Okay. Sweeney, it's Sweeney Todd, Into the Woods. Did he do West Side Story? Yeah. Okay. Those are the, the big three, I would say. He's done so many musicals. Anyone can whistle? The Frogs? All right, we gotta do the frogs. We so, have to do the frogs. All right. There's a musical called The Frogs. What could it be about? We'll have to find out next time.